The 2019 All-Star teams are out, and there are some notable omissions. We take you through the biggest snubs and how we'd like to see the All-Star process change to see some of the best players. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manfeld. I'm here with Robert Stangler and Noah Manfeld. No Nick Budig today. More technical difficulties going on in his house. I'm told that it will be fixed this weekend, so I guess we will find out next week if he's got his internet issues worked out. But in the meantime, we've got uh, Robert Stangler and Noah Manfeld. Robert, start with you. How is uh, how's things going in your neck of the woods? Well, it uh, it was going pretty well until I bought. I heard about the news today, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's, God, words can't really describe what happened. We'll get into that in a sec, but yeah, you know, I'm just trying to get through and take you know every bit of it as you know positive as as possible, you know, because there only can look positive outlook on this. Yeah, it's a sad news. This sad news with the sudden passing of Tyler Skaggs, pitcher for the Angels. Like you said, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, but definitely sad news here on a Monday. Noah Manderfeld, how are things going for, for you? It's good. I just went for a walk and got some ice cream. Uh, it's really hot outside, but ice cream makes everything better. So, yeah, I'm having a good time. I don't know if we have any other any listeners that aren't in the Midwest, but I don't think you understand how bad it gets here. So we get, we get like, both ends of the spectrum. We get, like, negative 45 degrees uh wind chill like we got in january and then this weekend we had like it felt like 110 with humidity so uh for if there's anyone listening in like florida or california uh, we can't swear in this podcast but f you (laughs) (laughs) we get some pretty bad weather here in the midwest florida you'd say that not like that like 110 like i was literally i literally went outside for 15 minutes to like do some whacking and stuff and i was drenched in sweat it was brutal it's I mean, I've down- never experienced it. It felt like an oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a downpour the last day and a half here. So it's really? been a lot of weird. Yeah. You get the good part. Uh, I don't know about that because my backyard started to flood. <laughs> oh, yikes. Not good. Yeah. I guess that was like a flash flood warning. Well, yeah. Hopefully nothing floods. <laughs> right. We had a flash flood last week, so that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, Midwest weather, is it's pretty much like uh, crazy all the time. We live in, you know, just this hellscape uh constantly just so if anyone wants to move to iowa or minnesota there you go all right uh yeah so uh before we get into the sad news we talked about skags i just want to remind you we are on all the podcast platforms stitcher itunes google play music wherever you get your podcast you can subscribe you can rate give some feedback uh you can send your questions to the stitches podcast at gmail.com again that's the stitches podcast at gmail.com and uh, we uh, hope to hear from you. Uh, Robert, you alluded to it. I do want to talk about this a little bit. Tyler Skaggs. We'll do this before even the name game because it's just a really sad topic. There's no cause of death or anything yet, um, but no foul play suspected. He was found in a hotel room in Texas before the Angels were slated to play the Rangers tonight. They actually canceled the game right away. Um, just really sad news. Just 27 years old. He was seven, uh, played seven years in the MLB. Obviously, spent some time with the Diamondbacks, Robert, your favorite team. Uh, I'll start with you. When you when you heard the news, what was your kind of gut reaction, and how do you kind of remember his playing career? It was tragic. I have, I'm really sick to my stomach still uh, trying to get over it. But, um, 
yeah, you know, tough times. It's it's unfortunate he didn't have exactly an exceptional year yet in his career. So a lot of people won't look at his career as a positive. But I looked at it as he was one of the highly touted prospects to ever come out of a Dimeback system as far as a pitcher. He was one of their number one pitchers as a prospect. And it, it's just shocking. Obviously, he had a couple years there. He wasn't, you know, great. But a lot of people liked him in the clubhouse. Trevor Bauer was a big fan of him. And it's just... It's, it's mind-boggling. You know, he was part of that big trade, that Upton three-team trade. Um, excuse me, not Upton, uh, Adam Eaton. And it just, I don't know, man. It's just, words can't even come out of my mouth right now. I'm just a little bit sorrowed. I'm in melancholy. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's really tough, it, man. You, you rival it, you know, Jose Fernandez. Uh, Oscar Tavares with the Cardinals was also one that hit home for me since I'm a Cardinals fan. Huge prospect. And, uh you know, it's just really sad. Noah, what about you when you heard the news? I think when we look at Tyler Skaggs, of course, from us as baseball fans, we think of his baseball career, but I think you look at the greater picture of just life in general. Got married last winter, um, and we think about what, what the baseball career could have been, but also you think about what the future family could have been and what, you know, his life could have been built around him and his wife. And I think it's just absolutely tragic to see a 27-year-old full of life, um, Baseball career not even over, but he hasn't even started a family, like the family that he wanted or even the life, you know. And, and I think it, it kind of reminds us that baseball is just a game and we, we've got more than just baseball to focus on. And this kind of puts that into perspective. Yeah, it's really does put things into perspective. You know, he had, obviously it sounds like he was a really good clubhouse guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of outpouring support from players all over the league, Blue Jays, Twins. You know, countless other teams outpouring supports, all the teams supporting him or supporting the Angels organization. So uh, from the Citrus podcast, including Nick, who's not here, we do extend our thoughts and prayers to the Skaggs family. Just a really sad ordeal. And we hope uh, anything can kind of, you know, get them through these tough times. And, 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 you know, I think, Robert, you said it today. I think we're all kind of pulling for the Angels a little bit this year to maybe make a run. That would be really cool in the honor of the Skaggs, of Tyler Skaggs and his family. Absolutely. All right, guys, let's jump into the the name game now without Nick Budig. Uh, Noah, you're probably the best performer, but Nick's close second. Robert, you're distant last. Um, Okay, so (laughs) the name game this week, Joaquin Cabrera. What? That sounds like walking, talking. Walking, so like walking walking dead. Every every week, Noah, you have the same reaction. What? What? (laughs) That sounds like a food menu at like a state fair, the Walking Cabrera. That's not very nice. I think of the Walking Dead when I hear the Walking Dead. Well, he's in uh, the Colorado Rockies system, and he's an outfielder. Walking Cabrera from the Dominican Republic. He's an outfielder. I feel like that's not how you pronounce his name, but that sounds like a name. Probably could be like Joaquin. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I'm going to go with that's a player. Okay. I say no. All right. Robert says yes. Noah says no. All right, let's jump into some all-star game talk now and just kind of the the rosters that came out this weekend. I think, you know, every year around this time, there's always some kind of talk about um, snubs and the all-star roster and how things can be changed. This they, they did change the process this year. We're doing kind of two rounds where they would vote in, you know, three finalists for each position. And then from there, there would be another vote to determine the starter for that position. It didn't really help. I think there's... There's a lot of snubs this year, not really dissimilar from past years. Um, just quick thoughts on the roster as you take it, you know, 
as a whole, not piece by piece. What were your guys' thoughts on just how the whole roster turned out? Noah? My thing is, is for some of the reserves. Now, I, I personally think that the starters election and all that, I think that actually did went pretty well. I mean, there were obviously a few bad picks there, but for the most part, the fans did pretty well. I think fans should get to choose that part. But for the reserves, the players got to vote. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they got to vote last year, too, for some things as well. And this happens when players vote. So normally you think, oh, hey, players know each other the best. They're going to pick right. Um, but they pick based on prestige. They think they pick based on pure skill rather than actual uh, output. And so when you're thinking of players who have actually good numbers, we can look at that and look at, all right, their, their numbers are good. They're having a good season comparatively. But the players are looking at which one is the best hitter, which one is overall the best baseball player. And I think that's not really fair when looking at the All-Star game because you're looking at their output. You're not looking at who the best player is necessarily in terms of talent because Mike Trout could be the best player. But if he has a bad first half, doesn't deserve to be in the All-Star game. That's just the, the way it is. And I think that's what the players do. And I think um, that's the issue with having players vote. I'm okay with MLB choosing reserves. I think MLB does a good job. Um, they actually got to choose some of the reserves. And I believe a lot of the snubs that could have been, MLB saved by putting them in the All-Star game. So I think MLB did a good job. Um, but players should not be part of the voting process. Yeah. Uh, no, Robert, what are your what were your quick thoughts? Yeah, I think that I, I do appreciate the fans and their voting. But the one thing is, it seems like almost every year, guys, I, I tell you, like I saw Albert O'Mora in the finalists and he, I, look, he doesn't belong there. He should not even have been a finalist in the first place. It's just it's crazy. I understand there's a lot of fan base for the Cubs, the Yankees, the Red Sox the the Mets you know there's a lot of the big market teams they just have a lot of a fan base a lot of people but that doesn't mean that we have to basically acknowledge them and make them the starters that to me is just kind of annoying and some of them deserve it don't get me wrong but there's there's guys there who don't even need to be finalists it's just it's it's ridiculous and I just don't understand the concept of why we're voting for these people when they're not obviously worthy. Like I said, Albert Mora is not worthy to be a finalist at all. He obviously didn't make it, but the fact that he was even brought up as a finalist just kind of pisses me off. It just annoys me because you're taking away a guy who had a great season or a great first half, and he, he gets no recognition for it. Instead, we have to listen to Albert Mora being a finalist. I don't know. Luke, what do you think? I, I look back. You know, you the World Series incentive, was they, they used to do it for home field advantage. Uh, and that's when the game actually mattered. So I was actually, I got a little more upset during those years because the, the, you know, the rosters actually mattered because if the Cardinals or the Diamondbacks or the Twins were going to the World Series, you know, that mattered. That game mattered, and you want home field advantage for your team. And now that there's the the home field advantage is kind of taken away, I really don't find myself caring that much. I mean, I get a little upset. You know, we'll get into this about the Minnesota Twins kind of being snubbed. A lot of their players were snubbed, and. You know, you get upset there, but it's really, all in all, it's a fan game. It's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. So I find myself just not caring as much. I'm really excited to see the spectacle of it. And, you know, whatever fans want to see, I'm all for it. You know me, I'm all about growing the game. I'm not really, you know, I'm, I'm all about growing the game. You know, I like the Bryce Harpers. You know, I don't like Javier Baez, but, you know, I like his mojo. And, and so I'm just all for growing the game. I think the best way to do that is have the fans participate. Yeah, I think I think that you're exactly right when voting for the starters. Um, because, I mean, the fans should see who they want to see in terms of starters, and that kind of, not, not necessarily, because uh, when, when you're voting on starters, you know that 
probably the most worthy ones. Not all of them are going to get in, right? Um, but it brings more of that interactive element with the All-Star game, and it gets fans more engaged. It almost reminds them that there's an All-Star game. Uh, and so I think that, from a marketing standpoint, is why they have that starter selection, and I think it's fine that they have the starter selection. I think the reserves um, are where those snubs should get in, per se. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I totally I get what you're saying. Uh, I and like I can't imagine there being a lot of all stars having bad or former all stars having a bad first half mm-hmm. and then getting in. You know, like there was a few, but there wasn't a ton. It was still a reasonable starting lineup for or starting roster for both clubs. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't I don't see an issue with that at all. As for me, it's like you said, it's the fact that be, the beginning, the way the first time they've done it, you know, they have like what was it, three or four by mm-hmm. position, and then yep. they decided to determine it from that. That was the part where I was like, okay, I like that concept, but then some of the guys that were finalists, it was like, no. Like, like Bogers didn't even make the final cut in shortstop, and that just pissed me off. Like, I don't know. Like I said, the market fan base, there's more of Yankee fans, there's more Cub fans, there's more of these respected teams than other teams, and I think that's not fair. Because mm-hmm. that's a population thing, and I, I don't like that. I think there's got to be a fairer way to do it. One thing, I'm, one thing I've never understood, why are pitchers not voted in? That just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why, why can't you just pick three or four pitchers to put in, and then there's, like, necessarily re- like reserves? I don't, I don't know. It's weird. I also saw a weird thing that a lot of, like, you know, the arbitration process and all that stuff for mm-hmm. players to determine their salary, they use all-star name selections as kind of a, you know, you you get paid more if you're an all-star. And that never made sense to me either because this is a fan vote after all. So if you're playing for the Padres, if you're playing for the Rays where there's not a lot of fan base, you're going to kind of get snubbed. You probably won't make as much if you're an all-star. So I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, that's that's kind of a big picture type of view, but I think the all-star game needs to be taken out of anything, payroll, anything, salary. It's an exhibition game. Let's remember that. It doesn't really matter. In the <laughs> grand let's, let's remember that Brian so, LaHaye was an all-star. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I mean, you can have a good first half at any point and be an all star, and then have a, a like, uh, and then also you look at was it Felix Hernandez? Uh, oh no, I can't remember which one it was, but they there were numerous Cy Youngs who weren't even all stars. I think yeah. Felix Hernandez was one of them. Yeah, it's crazy, weird. But yeah, so let's get into our snubs now because every year there are snubs, and I gave you guys kind of free reign to go all out here, so we might have to rein it in a little bit. Um, but for me, I think the biggest snub is Max Kepler for the Minnesota Twins not making it in while Mookie Betts for the Red Sox did make it in. This mm-hmm. made no sense to me. Kepler had the, the Red Sox didn't need uh, Betts to, re- you know, they represent them. They already had, you know, another they had a few players actually that made the team. So they didn't it wasn't like a necessary thing like John Means for the Orioles kind of bumped out some good pitchers. But Betts, if you look at their numbers side by side here. Betts in 261 with a 381 on base percentage and an 835 OPS. You look at Kepler here, 269, 344 on base, an 892 OPS, 21 home runs compared to 13 home runs for Betts. And he's just having a better year. You look at OPS plus, 134 to 117. I understand Betts is an MVP last year, but Kepler's having the better year, and he's leading mm-hmm. off for a Twins team that is one of the best in baseball. And a really surprise story. So I'm really surprised to see Kepler not get in the All-Star game. And that was a fan vo- or a player vote. That was uh, the players voted. Exactly. In. They voted Lindor in. They voted Abreu in. Um, yeah. And it was the players. 
Yeah, no, Lindor over Bogarts. I know you, yeah. you got that down too. Talk a little I about mean, that one. Xander Bogarts, I think Glebar Torres was a finalist at, was it shortstop? He was a finalist at, I believe. Um, or was it second base? I can't remember. Um, but One of the two. One of the two, but both of them got snubs. Xander Bogarts, I mean, how, how do you not put Xander Bogarts in, especially over Lindor? Lindor missed the first month of the baseball season, and I know it's in Cleveland, and he's the ambassador for the for the uh, team, but Bogarts, 16 home runs, 57 RBIs, a 299 average. Um, but then you look at his on-base as well, and it's really high up near the 400s, I believe. Uh, it's at uh, 392. And then you look at Francisco Lindor stats. And Francisco Lindor, yeah, I mean, he's played, what, two or three months? He has 12 homers, 27 RBIs, and a 291 average. Sure, he's on pace maybe for what is an all-star season, but he hasn't put one up yet. Uh, I just, I, I can't see you justifying Lindor over Bogarts at this point. And they're both players of similar prestige. I mean, yeah, Lindor uh, has had a better career overall, but Bogarts has still put together a really solid career. The entire Twins team kind of got shafted. Going back to that a little bit, I was just looking at some stats here. I mean, they have so many ne- some guys that can make it. Nelson Cruz, he's hurt, but he's going off. Jose Barrios is good. Taylor Rogers is really good in that bullpen. Not necessarily your prototypical closer, which I think Robert's going to get into in a little bit, why that kind of makes a difference these days. Crone. Yeah, CJ Crone. I, I think he deserves he's to be over. He's a legitimate snub. Yeah, he could have legitimately gone Over in. Jose Abreu. I mean, honestly, I would have had that. Because Jose Abreu, I mean, he's having a decent year, but I think CJ Crone's been better. Um, yeah, so I, there's a lot of that. The Twins just still not getting a lot of you, even though they're one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, just sure a lot of our sense. listeners will relate to that. The number one team in baseball in terms of runs scored and basically any offensive statistic has only one representative from yeah, the offense. For a Polanco. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah. Jake Odorizzi, but yeah, one on offense. From, from the offensive yeah. side, yeah. Robert, you were talking about how there's a lot of closers on this roster, even though, you know, maybe those aren't the best relievers. Talk a little bit about your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys this year that have been pretty solid setup role. Uh, the swing man, if you would, comes in the fifth, comes in the sixth, whenever, basically. It's a tough situation. They put him in. Uh, Taylor Watt, Taylor Rogers being one of those guys, you know, he came, he became the closer the last, uh, I think it's like month and a half or so. So he hasn't been the closer all year, but he's been so good, guys. I mean, like, how can you not put him in there? You know, it's questionable. It's like, why do we have to have all these closers? If I'm not mistaken, is not the closer the ninth inning? I understand that they, this is the all-star game. It doesn't matter. But at the same time, why do we need them all be closers? It's just, I don't know. I, I never liked that in the first place. And actually, one of the snubs, and this might sound biased, but Johan Lopez for the Diamondbacks has a 1.11 ERA I think it's one of the lowest ERAs for a reliever in Major League Baseball. Now, I don't think he qualifies yet, but he will. And his K per nine obviously doesn't stand out. But that 1.11 and his whip being like a 0.8 something, 8.7 or so, is like on the same plane as Will Smith who got in. And Will Smith's ERA is higher than Lopez. And I understand he's a closer. But at the same time, why is he getting in and Lopez isn't getting in? Is it just because he's a closer or is it just because the Giants need a representative? Um yeah, Lopez had 32 innings. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lopez is really good, just doesn't get yeah. strikeouts. Right, and that's that's the thing. I don't like I said, I don't Who know cares? what the uh what what the and criteria is. I know? think right. I think that kind of speaks to the modern mindset of reliever as well. I mean, I, I would say five years ago, I'd say if you had a lot of saves and you were a good closer, you're one of the elite relievers in baseball. But nowadays looking at relievers and we're thinking, all right, who's putting up who's who's stopping the the bleeding essentially and who's who's putting up the best numbers. 
And I don't think the players have necessarily switched that mindset yet either. But the, the one thing I do want to switch, I want to kind of get off topic a little bit, is uh, one of mm. my snubs, Trey Mancini. I want, I want to talk about yeah. this, guys, because I understand he's in Baltimore. He's not going to get the love. They have a terrible fan base. I'm sorry, anyone who's a Baltimore Oriole fan. You guys have not been loyal for a while. I'm, I'm just I'm taking shots. I'm sorry. Um, oh. Trey Mancini has been a phenomenal player, and he doesn't get the recognition. I'm not a huge – I'm not a big advocate for a lot of the stats that he – gives you the eye the eye opener where you're like okay yeah this guy's really good just by looking at the statistics but in OPS for outfield he's third only Trout and Martinez have a higher OPS Kepler is right there at 892 Mancini's at 901 Kepler and Mancini are very comparable in statistics Mancini's got a 302 average Kepler like you said 269 the on base for Mancini's 357 Kepler 344 uh the home runs Kepler's got Mancini by 4 with 21 you know, it's very, very similar, but I could argue Mancini or Kepler should be starting even over Michael Brantley. Brantley's had a solid year, don't get me wrong, but I think the lack of only 11 home runs, especially in today's game, we talk about home runs being a big uh, big thing in baseball, why is Brantley starting? What, what, what is the reason? His on-base percentage is a little bit higher than both of them, but his OPS is lower than both those guys. I don't know, it's questionable. Obviously, Houston, big market, they're a big team, like they've grown, the fan base is huge now. That's just how it is, and it sucks because, yeah. like I said, I think Mancini is one of those guys who has an argument just like Kepler to start. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about reserve. I'm talking about starting guys. Yeah, and the Orioles had to have a representative. And like I said, they got John Means, starting pitcher. He's good, but Trey, he is. Yeah, Trey Mancini, I think, should have got love. They could have had two, honestly. I think Means probably maybe didn't deserve it as much as, like, you know, like a Trevor Bauer or something like that. Right. Um, so, I would, yeah, I would like to see Mancini get in instead of Means. I'm not really sure why but that's how it goes yep all right yeah. any other snubs you guys want to bring up here before we move on to who should start the all-star game uh juan soto i want to bring up juan okay. soto and the reason i want to bring him up is because i think noah you you brought this up earlier today not in the podcast but or no yesterday and it was about um jeff mcneil, McNeil. yeah jeff mcneil getting in and i said yeah, and that's that's that one's a tough one for me because he doesn't qualify at second base, yet they said he's in as a second baseman. He doesn't have enough at-bats as far as, or plate appearances, whatever, to qualify for what his batting average is as of right now. He's really an outfielder. So if that's the case, we've been talking about how there's so many outfielders in both respected leagues representing. Why shouldn't Soto get in? I think Soto is right on the cusp of having as good of a season, if not better, and McNeil, the only thing McNeil really has on him is a little tiny tick in on-base percentage and obviously the batting average. Otherwise, Soto's killing him in almost double his home runs. He has way more RBIs. Uh, his average is almost 300. It's not 344, but it's 300. It's respectable. So it's really questionable why McNeil got in for me. I understand that you probably need a utility guy, kind of like a couple years ago Brock Holt got in. But this game doesn't matter anymore, guys. Does a utility man really matter? No, well, it doesn't. That- that utility guy was picked back when managers were putting together the reserves. This one is right. now player voted, so it's a little right. bit different. Which yeah, makes it even more that. surprising that Juan Soto didn't get in because I feel yeah. like he's more of a player's player. Mm-hmm. And, he's a, and he's he's the up and coming like everyone knows who Juan Soto is now. Like he's yeah. a big name. It's and big the Nationals name. are going off right now. Right. They've been for at least a month. They've been going off. It's not anything yeah. new. They so. do have Scherzer and Rendon representing, but at the same time, yeah. Uh, 
And then uh, the other thing, you guys, with JT Real Muto, I don't think he should have represented the Phillies. I think Reese Hoskins or Hector Neris was definitely more deserving. Yeah. What are your, what's your take on that? I, I agree. I think Hector Neris has been really good in that bullpen. They really needed him to be good. And, you know, he's been good. And Reese Hoskins is pretty much what Bryce Harper should be in that lineup. Yeah. yeah. So I would have no I, – I, I like both of them over Real Muto. I agree. No One doubt. of the – I think we can't talk about snubs without talking about Max Muncy either. I mean, 20 homers, 58 RBIs, a 279, 380, 544 OPS. That's a slash lines. I mean, he he plays that. He's a utility guy. You talk about that. He can play second. He can play first. Um, he can even play third. He also pisses off Bumgarner, which is a plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right? not to everybody. Not really he He's an exciting player. Yeah. He is. All right. Well, those are that's a lot of snubs, but every year there are a lot of snubs, and I think we covered pretty much all of them. <laughs> I don't think we left any stone unturned there. <laughs> um, now it's time to turn attention to the pitching side of things and who should be starting the All-Star game. Um, for me, guys, I was just kind of looking up and down. I didn't dive into this too much, but I was just kind of looking up and down the roster. How cool would it be if we had uh, two starters? We would have Mike Soroka or Walker Bueller for the National League. And for the American League, we had Lucas Giolito or like another young gun or yep. Mike Miner. Like two guys that you wouldn't even expect to be good this year and i think they both have all those players have a legit chance of starting especially mike soroka he probably won't but i think he actually is one probably the best pitcher on that roster mm-hmm. scherzer's there too i mean scherzer's probably gonna get the nod but i think soroka's been really what good ryu ryu's been good too but i think i mean i, I think scherzer's gonna get the ryu's nod. The best pitcher. This, is very, this is a very interesting debate we got here <laughs> i'm, I'm just I, saying I, how cool would it be if you got the young guns so oh no like, you're, you're exactly right soroka's the future bueller's the future Lucas Giolito is like this breakout star. Mike Miner, who the heck expected him to be good? It probably won't happen, but a guy can dream, right? Well, um, did Verlander make the case? I mean, is yeah, he in? Verlander, yeah, Verlander. So one would think he would represent, right? I mean, it's it seems like I, it'd be the no-brainer. I would prefer to see Giolito over Verlander, but it would probably I would, be Yeah, I would, too, just because Verlander's had many chances. Like, And, and yeah. Giolito is, like, pretty close numbers-wise. And Garrett Cole's having a ridiculous strikeout year, and his ERA is down to, like, 3.2. After kind of a rough start. I mean, he probably won't start, but that's another intriguing case. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, if you're going to vote for Cy Young right now, it's got to be Ryu, wouldn't it? In the NL? I, I think you have to have Ryu starting. Ryu Scherzer, I think. ERA. Yeah. I mean, I know Scherzer's got the Ks, but Ryu's and ERA. Scherzer's really been coming on of late. 60 points less. He had like a historic month of June, man. Like a one ERA, I think it was. It was like one of the best Junes of all time. But even then, he's still at a two four three compared to a one eight three from Ryu. No, I know, but look at it. I, I would guess that Scherzer's more strikeouts, right? Oh, he's a way more. He's like eighty more yeah. strikeouts. It's all <laughs> about what you dominant. value. That's you know, like he's got like a two different, different roles. Ryu's more. Well, of a I think I'd go with the hot hand right now. I go with Scherzer. That'd be me. Yeah, well. I just said it'd be fun if Soroka or Bueller. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, aren't those guys eventually? I think those guys will get different or another opportunity. To start yeah. well because Soroka of... could very well make his case for an NL Rookie of the Year. Absolutely, uh, there's a lot of good rookies, but I think Soroka's in there. You know, there's Tatis, Pete Alonso, and then there's Soroka. I think yeah, Pete so, Alonso's been pretty good. Yeah. He's gonna probably break Bellinger's record. Yeah, actually, <laughs> another uh, snub, Fernando Tatis. Think he should be in, but whatever. Yeah, he got hurt. So <laughs> kind of funny. Oh, man. ESPN has like this Cy Young predictor thing where they take in stats and put points towards it, and Soroka's second in that. He's got like a two one three ERA, you know, pretty good case. Like it's not bad. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that'd be fun. 
you, you think, you know, you, you look at Soroka, you're like, no, no way, because it's Scherzer and there's DeGrom and there's all these guys. But no, I think Soroka has a legit case to start. Um, doubt it'll happen. I think it just makes you think as far as what the future is for baseball and pitching aspects. You just look at these young guys, like you said, Giolito, Bueller, and Soroka, and obviously Scherzer, Verlander. Those guys are going to be, you know, out of the game eventually. It's going to be a while probably, but they're going to be gone. And those guys Grant are going to be the guys in their prime. Yeah, Granky. Sandy Alcantara's guys. on the roster, too. Right. Luis Castillo. Yeah. I mean, those are the guys that we're going to be talking about, like, could be the next Verlander Scherzer in a lighter form, whatever. But those could be the guys that we're all talking about, like, true aces. That's pretty crazy. What about Jake Odorizzi? Top, I think he's still top five in ALERA, right? So He's, he's fallen off as of late, though. Yeah. He's had a full bad start. He's he made. Start, I mean, he made it. So he, he's got a good. I mean, he, I don't think he should start, but he's got a case. No, I think you mentioned it. Let's go with an opener. Let's have one of the yeah. closers. <laughs> Let's have Aroldis Chapman start. Let's this do an game. analytics all-star game. We have Kirby Yates start for the National League, and we have you know Brad Hand start for the. <laughs> and then Brandon Woodruff could come in because that's yeah. What he does. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it if Lopez can come in for two innings. <laughs> yeah, Yoan Lopez, your your boy. That's right. Yeah, and and keep in mind, I mean, there these snubs, there are still like roster spots to be filled when injuries and stuff come in. Right. So, yeah. I would guess Tatis gets on the roster. I, I don't know why I keep going back to him, but I think he he's like an electrifying player. He, he's he young, should. isn't? Is he in? The, who, no, he's not in the Derby. I forget. No. Well, no, no. It's there's like it's a bunch of other guys. I thought he said. I thought they said that he might get in with Fran Reyes. Now that would be fun. That's why I thought I heard something. I thought uh, Rosenthal was saying something about that yesterday on MLB Network. It might have been something. I think else. there's still two two spots left open. Or maybe right he now. was hoping that's what those two yeah. spots would be. Yeah, because if Tatis is in it, that'd be fun. And Fran Mill Reyes, man, he'd hit some awful yeah, shots. They do. Yeah, Pete Alonso's. I'm really excited to see Pete Alonso. That dude's gonna hit bombs. <laughs> Absolutely. He he reminds me of Joey Gallo. We saw Joey Gallo at the Futures game hitting bombs in batting practice. That's who Pete Alonso reminds me of. Yeah, no doubt. That'll wrap our All Star game discussion up we're really excited i think our next podcast is gonna be the day before the all-star game so we won't have or two days before the all-star game excuse me because it's next tuesday on june 9th or july 9th so we'll have uh maybe a little bit of preview and we'll talk about something else as well but really excited to watch the home run derby and the all-star game all right let's wrap things up with the the name game here i went with walking cabrera as the name to throw off the stitches panel uh, Robert, you said it was a real player. Noah, you said it wasn't. Robert, you're actually right for once. Congratulations. Good job. I, I had a feeling. I just think you pronounced it wrong. That's all. No, go look up the name because it's actually right. walking. Right. It's spelled really walking. W-A-L-K. Yeah. Literally spell how you would spell walking. In his, that's, yeah. Wow, that could be a Mookie then. Maybe that's just his nickname. Like a Mookie Bets. Put, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. My name game walking uh, Mookie Bets. <laughs> Maybe like 10 years ago I could have done that. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Oh, I'll take it. You say I'm always last. Oh, there you go. His name is Walking Alexander Cabrera. Yeah, his middle name's Alexander. It's like, what? Did I move up to uh, second place? (laughs) No. Well, Nick's been gone for a lot, so. But you were gone for like four weeks straight once. I've been hot since I've been We go winning percentage. I don't know. Maybe we should start keeping score so Robert can actually back up his claims for once. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to end on that note. We'll be back. Uh, we'll have a. We'll record Sunday night. We'll have the episode out for you Monday, the day of the Home Run Derby. And we appreciate you tuning in. Just remember, we are on all the podcast platforms, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music. Subscribe, rate, give us feedback. You can also send your questions to Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Take care.